This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. You know you've tried. Mm, you, a little voice crack right there. You, did. <clears throat> you, you know you've tried, you've tried doing different things, but you had to go back to the OG this morning. But you made such a good cortado this morning. It really We're was. back in the lounge. And JV pulled a good shot of espresso. I know. Stevia, though. You you didn't have your agave. My agave syrup was gone. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Good listeners. That's right. We are. This is two weeks in a row. JV, I don't feel nearly as tired as I normally do on Tuesday mornings. Because? I don't know. I slept well. I've sipped your coffee. Okay. Well, good. You seem to be in a good mood. (laughs) Well, I was was off yesterday. We closed office in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Um... And so I you know, played with the kids all day. You know, it was the last time you played freeze tag in the freezing cold. Jonathan, you were such a good dad. No, I'm not. No, I was just yes, trying to wear are. them out. I was just trying to, I'm going to wear y'all out so y'all going to be tired. Most dads come home and stare at their phone and ESPN and you Well, this was yesterday. This is what kids. I did yesterday morning instead of coming to work. I played freeze tag. I was like, so we, we have this thing where we have the hardest time figuring out what we want to do for fun. Oh, yeah. So we got to, mama went to yoga. So we stayed home. <laughs> she go to goat yoga? Yeah. She didn't go to goat yoga, just yoga. Anyway, uh, we put things in a cup. We drew them out so we, nobody can complain. Are you serious? That's great. Yeah, Listen, so. Parker has no problem knowing what he wants to do for, for three days straight. Can we play a board game? Can we play a board game? Can we play a board game? Christmas break is over, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shot a BB gun and shot some basketball, but we, my brother, Wally, and uh, I love Wally. His fam family plays this game called Catan. Oh, Settlers of Catan. Well, I guess. Did you play Settlers with your kids? Well, I played Junior. Oh, I didn't so know they had a Junior. Max, yeah. So Junior's easy. It's a little ship and some stuff. It's easy stuff. But so Wally. Have you ever played the real Settlers? Wally got Max Catan for oh, Christmas. Oh, Jonathan. So it is I had the wise idea to say Friday night, hey, it's a three day weekend for us. How about we play Catan? Yes. And that turned into a disaster. Do you love it? No, you love it? it's a disaster. Last you don't night. like it? it we, we set this sucker up. But Wally likes it. We set it up Saturday, Fred. And between setting it up <laughs> and reading the seven pages of instructions, hour and 20 minutes later, we didn't even start the game. That's why you got to play it with somebody that's played it before. So you don't read the instructions. They're just your coach through the game. They're Obviously. Like, okay, you follow a, my lead. We're going to get crazy. it crazy. I mean, literally, I was like, well, what's the robber? I'm Who's so excited that you've got Settlers. This is going to be good. I Happy guess. Tuesday, man. Happy Tuesday. Well, hey, what's the best thing? What's the best thing that's happened in the past week for you? What do you want to give God praise for? Won't you go first, Fred? Yeah, let me think. Let me think. Uh, remember, I, oh, I didn't script oh, this. This, so is, this is really good. So last week, last <laughs> week was a long one. Uh, I don't think that I even listened to all of it or any of it. I can't remember. We tape it, so I don't need to. But I think I told the men's group on Friday, I learned something very valuable about you through this podcast. Through this podcast. If you ask me a question, I need to ask you the question. <laughs> so if you listen to the first segment Jonathan, last I'm, week. I'm modeling for you a principle, not of the podcast, but a principle of life. See what right. I learned on the you podcast. See, this, is, this is the way you relate to people. Okay. And if you start doing this with in your business, your business is going to go through the roof. Well, I usually just, I just ask questions. Nobody ever talks about me. So uh, Fred. Yes. What was, what's the most memorable thing happened to you this last well, week? Well, Sunday was absolutely on fire in every way. It was just so good. We the, what 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 made Sunday so special for me is it, so preachers have this proverbial thing that they say. Well, if everybody was there, you know, we would have had this many. Or if everybody was there, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the reason it was special for me Sunday was probably at least a half a dozen families that we've invested in over a year, two years, or more. Sipping on your drink there. Sorry I hear that. that. I hear ice, that. Ice um, they were all there on the same Sunday. Cool. Oh, so great. It was yeah. so great. Yeah. And um, you know, and and you don't you don't show up knowing they're all there. But here's what here's why I was so special. Almost every week, almost every week, Susan and I will text a half a dozen people. You know, and there's probably like there's probably like forty people that we're just constantly just nudging and praying for and trying to. You know, get get them in church so they can 
experience the presence of God. And so we probably didn't text anybody this week. And then you've got like all these families that we've just been investing in, whether it's, you know, most of them are like friends, you know, anyways, that was, it just so rewarding. So pretty much all of them were there. You know I wasn't there Sunday. Uh, you were there Sunday. I'm <laughs> just kidding you, brother. All right. Um, so so that is one. Great. It was great, yeah. great to have you back up on stage. We've so missed you. So good to be back. Uh, and because, you know, the two times before that, yeah, the two times before that was Christmas Eve and Christmas, and it's so... Christmassy. Christmassy and busy and yeah. frenetic, trying sure. to find seats for everybody. Yeah. And it's just, and it wasn't kind of your normal rhythm groove of what you preach yeah. is kind of, yeah. kind yeah. of two offs in front of yeah. yeah so it was great to have you back in Thanks, Ephesians uh, which we're going to talk about later this morning um, so I could tell that you were really amped up because you wore some special shoes on okay on this is this is your happiest moment <laughs> so, of the okay, past week so, isn't it so um, so for those that sit in the back that Freddie kind of gets irritated about it's okay I sit kind of middle middle of the back. back I sit middle of the back and you looked at me and said who's going to lead and step up and I, was, I almost sit but no I'm not there he goes because uh, I sit when a preacher scans the crowd <laughs> everyone thinks that he's looking right at them oh no you stopped and you and you got that little thin eyes like uh, anyway uh, so if you could not see you sit in the front row. I'm sure you had to wear your sunglasses for Freddie's new shoes. The Emperor has new shoes, uh, and they're what very, is that from? The Emperor has new shoes. I think shoes. it's a Disney show. Oh, yeah. uh, I didn't watch it. So, Check so it for those that maybe watch this on YouTube, maybe we could all go back this week <laughs> and, and, and email somebody at real life and tell them how impressed they are with, with your with your golden glittery. <laughs> Golden glittery boots you bought. Mm. What in the world possessed you, you continue to buy these boots? I met with my counselor yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Well, I, but I'm going to have to meet with him again boots. tomorrow. No, I... <clears throat> well... <laughs> Go ahead. Tell I've, us the inspiration I, for these boots. I've shared... I've, I probably have shared this with you before. But, like, if I could have, like... If I could have, like, four, like... Can I say this? Outfits? If I could have four outfits... And that be the only thing that I wear ever. I would do it. I would want them to be like really nice outfits. Listen, you know this. You know this. Teachers in grade school told you on test day, dress up. You're going to do better. You're going to feel better when you're dressed up nice, right? Like you're, you're going to perform better. You're going to do better. Like all that, right? <clears throat> and then along the way, I heard some wise person say, if you're going to invest in anything, invest in your mattress and your shoes. It's where you spend your life, right? You're either on your feet in your shoes or you're off your feet on your bed, right? So, so you know, we all have limited resources. So where are you going to invest them? You know, well, I, I, I try to, when I, when I was a kid, I wanted Air Jordans. And my mom said I couldn't get Air Jordans. So I went to my sister's closet. And there's all these shoe boxes with price tags on the shoe boxes. And I added up all the price tags of the shoe boxes in one of my sister's closet. And it came to over $1,000. So I took my mom the total. And I was like, Mom, I just want one pair. And I got Air Jordans at Christmas. <laughs> all right. So uh, anyways, JV, I am not. It, You're not going to make this inspiration. Susan's this grandmother plays Mrs. Claus. She's very generous. And she cracks the whip on us getting her Christmas lists. And if we don't get it to her by a certain day, she's like really cracking the whip. And um, well, on Instagram popped up these really cool boots. And both of my, I've got a black pair of boots and a brown pair of boots. And both of them are kaput. They're all just kind of, in one of the, in one of these boots was really fancy. And it had like an embroidery on it, and you're laughing, Stephen. Still, anyways, so I liked them, and I showed, and I showed my kids, and they were like, no, 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 no. And there were a couple other options, and I rolled around to another option, and they were like, ooh, yeah, this one, this one would work. This you could pull this one off. And so I got. You these, should have pulled them off and so, kept them in your closet. So I got these boots for Christmas, <laughs> and I absolutely love them. But we were over here the other night. Yeah. And it wasn't the first time I wore the boots in your presence. You just didn't notice them the first time. And, uh, but when you noticed them, you had a physical, <laughs> visceral reaction to my boots. And it actually, Jonathan, it actually hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Out of the mouth no, no, of no, no. babes, brother. <laughs> yeah. I, I can sit, I mean, 
I, I mean, it was a very it, genuine response. Well, it's because I care so much what you think, you know. And so it, you know, glad to express it, what it, I thought. It was. I mean, the look on your face was like you just walked through somebody passing gas. You know, like it was bad. But your whole body like crunkled up when you saw my shoes, and you were loud about it. And so, so in so, that in that what what night was that? What Friday. Night was, Friday night. So from Friday to Sunday, I'm going. I don't think I can wear my shoes now on Sunday morning. I was going to wear the shoes, and I don't think I can wear them now. Well, and, and but here's what I thought. Here's what I thought. Okay, I'm going to wear my new shoes because I love them. I like them, and I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel confident. I'm going to feel good. And um, and I and I thought uh, if they're a distraction, I'll never wear them again on Sunday. And all I got was a handful of positive. Paul Boney, one of our elders, he about flipped. He loved them. And I didn't realize Paul had such a um, uh, a good fashion taste. Is that? Yeah. Anyways, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not um, going to say now what I think about Paul's fashion taste. But <laughs> all right. So uh, I enjoyed wearing my boots. You're going to wear. And I felt like they weren't distracting. And here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Plain, boring on the top. It was just like just a black shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Party in the feet. <laughs> no, it's right. And that's how you went from inspiration to a mullet real quick. I don't know how well, we did that, yeah. but, uh, Susan got some beige, <laughs> solid beige shoes for Christmas, you know, and, and we hey, opened hey, them hey, up hey, at hey, her hey, grandmother's. Hey, we opened them hey. up at the same time. Like, and so like everybody has to go around and show what you got. And so like, she's showing these like plain beige shoes and I'm showing the party, you know, my party shoes and way to go. It, Susan. That's it, well, well, she's like, this is about right. This is like Aww. a really good picture of, our so on Sunday, you make your own, don't say it out loud, and don't have a visceral, physical reaction to mm-hmm. it all, but you look at Fred's shoes on Sunday, and you give him a pat on the back. I probably won't wear them this Sunday. Oh, my God. After yeah, this probably, whole little deal? Well, I know, because I don't want it to be about the shoes, man. Oh, i got to wow. skip a week at least. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, whenever you see these boots on, and we can call them boots, not shoes. because They, they are boots. boots. They're boots. They're three-quarter yeah. minute boots. So anyway, uh, love the boot story. That was funny. Most memorable thing this week was, uh, s- uh, well, I'm going to hold it off to second segment. All right. Can we do that? Oh, yeah, Anything man. else? I know no break dump this week. Anything that it's hits good you to be, that you good would. To, good to be on the podcast. Pastor Tim's birthday's tomorrow. Woo, woo. We threw him a little, 55, little, little surprise get together. He's like 54. I think he's 54. I think he's 54. I'm a 53. Yeah. DJ, do you know if Tim's 54, 55? Yeah, DJ doesn't know. <laughs> um, Put your two five hands, five fingers up when you see Tim this week. Yeah, Tim, give, give him double fives. <laughs> there you go. Yep. All right. We, hey. Yes. We have got a guest this morning, a very special guest yes, this morning. Yes, we do. And yes, I, we do. I've been chomping at the bit since yesterday. Yes. For the second segment. Yes. So uh, if there's no one of the thoughts. This like, individual has many names, and we will introduce <laughs> you to this individual in just a moment. We'll be right back. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday in real life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym, right where he wants you to influence and invite others into his story, into a relationship with him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at real life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at real life. So text that friend today. All right. So my most memorable moment last week, it's it's a tough thing, but uh, I was walking through the city forum going to worship on Sunday. Yours was on Sunday too. Yeah. Yeah. Worship on Sunday. Yes. Yes. Went to worship this Sunday. Yeah, just like everybody else. And uh, I looked over and I saw uh, a gentleman. He said hi to me and I saw this guy sitting next to him. And I realized it was Clyde. Clyde. The one, the only, the man, the, the myth, man, the legend. The myth, the Clyde legend was Knight. right there. Clyde Day. Um, no, it's not Clyde Day. It's Chad. Chad Chase. <laughs> Chad. Oh my gosh, we Chad have Knight. we have the man, the myth, the legend, Clay <laughs> Knight. All right, Clay, listen. <laughs> this is the first time I've jumped in on the on the joke about you having many names. I don't even know yeah. where this joke came yeah. from. Okay, so the joke Jonathan came- and Pat Pierce have a. No, where did it come it, from? So when Tim and I at Christmas time, <laughs> he came and jumped on the podcast. That's right. And, and That's right. That's he, right. He was and and uh, Clay, <laughs> I think through it. Clay was just hired. 
And so we were joking pre-gaming it. We were joking around saying, now, what is his name again? I don't know his name. His name is Clay. I was like, okay, it's Clay. Well, I'd be funny if I called him Chase or Chad or what's his name? So I started going back and forth with Tim and get on there. You got yourself confused. Oh, and literally was not just, it was genuinely messed it up. And Tim just looked at me as Tim can. Yes. When I said Chad or Chase, yeah. I don't even know what I call, what I call you? Cletus? Clay? I think it was Chase. I called him Chase. In, in person or on the podcast? No, it was on the me, podcast. Me and Tim, just right here. Talking yeah. about Chase. And, he, and Tim looked at me. So glad like, that Chase is here. He said, you mean Clay. I went, <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> I messed up the first introduction of Clay. Not. So then Pat Pierce, who's a loyal podcast listener, Love Pat. he got in on the party. Oh, yeah. And he, he really took it Sunday. Yeah. He really he really took it Sunday. And the, the funny thing is, is I already love podcasts. I love podcasts. If I'm in the car, I'm listening to a podcast. Same. And so I start thinking, praying about, you know, <laughs> real life, real life church, real life Sango. So I'm listening to the podcast every single week. Come on. I get hired and I'm like, you know what? I might get a feature soon. <laughs> and the moment I hear my name on the podcast, I find out it's not actually my name. <laughs> so you can imagine my reaction. Where were, you? Where were you when you were listening to that episode? Do you remember? I actually think I was in my dorm room. I had a really big paper that I was working on. And so I was like, you know what? To drown out, give me some background noise. I put the podcast on and I dropped my pen. I dropped Literally. my pen. Listen, I think You're like they haven't even met me and they're making fun of me. I think I think I would I would blushed. I felt so bad. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot believe I just dropped this ball. Yeah. Shake it off. So it, anyway, it off. there is grace. So it's yeah. it has been where fo- sin abounds, grace much more abounds, Jonathan. So I called Tim last Monday, I think, or Friday week ago, and he put Clay on speakerphone and I got talking to him. He put who on speakerphone? He put Clay. He's starting starting to get it. He's played out. And so I I was called him Claude. And then I got into this whole Chad thing. Because then I thought (laughs) his name really was Chad. And I went to the whole, you know, Bush Gore, 2000 (laughs) election. We're down in Miami. We're we're counting Chad. There's like seven attorneys standing around a piece of cards figuring out if it's a a hanging Chad or is a punch through Chad. (laughs) And the whole time I'm thinking... His name's Chad. <laughs> and You're going on and on about it all. The, so. the crazy thing is, is that people are starting to take this and they're yes. starting to run with it. And yeah. so that's, my job. That's the way real life works. Yeah. We, we just plant a joke on the podcast and watch it burn. Well, and the funny thing is, is I'm on Sunday starting to meet people because that's my job, right? I'm getting, yes. I'm building relationships. Yes. I'm starting to get to know people and people are coming up to me saying different names. <laughs> <laughs> like m- like Mark. I meet Mark, Mark on Mark. Ma- Mark on Sunday and he goes, "Hi, nice to meet you, I'm Mike." <laughs> and then later hear him talking to somebody else saying that his name is Mark. And so, I don't I think I'm going to have to relearn people's names you, two or You're going to be bringing name tags. Would you put this on, please? Please put Would this you? on. Please put this on. Hey Speak. man, Clay Knight, what's your middle name, Clay? That is my name. What's your name? full name? Oh, yes. no. This what's your, what's your is full too name? much fun. Okay. I'm Robert. Robert! Robbie Clay. Robbie Clay. Robbie Clay. All right. All right. Robert Clay Knight. Robbie! Robbie Clay. Robbie Clyde. Oh, this is great. All right, Robbie Clyde, where were you born? I was born in Campobello, South Carolina. Campobello, Camp- South Carolina. Carolina. It's like right under Spartanburg. Who were you who what family were you born into? The Knight household, I guess, if you look on Planning tell Center. Your, tell us about your family, man. So the best way to describe it, honestly, and it is kind of crazy how this worked out, kind of like the Samuels, like Diana and Scott. My sister. Yeah. Yep. Her husband, Scott. Mm-hmm. Their like, two sons, yeah. Wyatt and Patton. Which, there's so many similarities. Like, really? Diana, 5'1", my mom's 5'1", Scott, 5'10". Like, even kind of looks-wise, similar. And even in the way, like, Diana's a hoster, very much greeter, talk to you, Right. Same thing with my mom. Okay, so here's a question. You're staying with them yeah. temporarily. Yeah. They graciously open their home. Yeah. They got a good pad downstairs. You're rocking it. Of course. Have you accidentally called Diana mom yet? No. <laughs> no. There has been a certain level of respect where I've I've been like, walk not, not walking on eggshells, but like, I'm like, <laughs> this morning I go, hey guys, not like just wanted to say bye before I leave. And they mentioned something, and I'm like, oh, well, I can't do that because I would like to continue living here. <laughs> so I'm making sure we don't cross any type oh, of boundaries. Oh, they love you, man. They're so. thrilled to have you. All, All right. right. So you you got siblings? Yeah. Crazy. I have one 19-year-old sister. Yes. 
So it's kind of even like Patton and Wyatt. Right. You guys are right in the similar. 19 and 23. Yeah. Yeah. And your sister's name is? Kara. She goes to Anderson University. Logan. In Anderson, South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. You like yeah. your sister? Yeah, I do. And Did, did it's you guys been, fight growing up? Yeah, a little. Tell, tell us what growing up was like for you. Okay. So growing up for me, I went or, to. Or, a, or tell us what growing up is like for you. Okay. I think I don't know what that means either. So it's just talk. Clay's yeah. young. Clay's still growing up. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was my attempt of Clay, it's really here's really I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up and then I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Welcome. But to well, I think I've told you this, but like so I'm not a huge fan of sarcasm. I'm really not. And in particular, like in our staff team, I feel like sarcasm can like it can spiral downward really, really quickly. And it can it can unknowingly and unintentionally hurt people's feelings. And I don't think it's like, you know, Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for building up others according to their needs in Christ Jesus. And rarely does someone have a need that sarcasm ministers to. But Jonathan has many needs that sarcasm ministers to. So when I'm with Jonathan, the sarcasm just flows. I got so, a T-shirt. I got a T-shirt from Christmas. I don't know exactly what it says. I'm not into the... We're going to get back to you, Clyde. Don't worry. Uh, but it says, like, we'll get it right sarcasm someday. is my second language, or I speak sarcasm. I don't know. That's they probably a whole shirt on this. But anyway. All right. So, so we're going to hold our question either. So student, student life used to say sarcasm breaks teams apart. Yes. Okay. See? I've See? heard that. That's, well, that's, why, that's why you're on this t- this ministry That's team. why I'm like, a solo practitioner, I guess. Um, so you were saying <laughs> your growing up life with your sister was like... It was, it was good, but being four years apart, we went through a K-8 K grade school, so that was the only time I've actually been in school with my sister. So in high school, I'm a senior, and she's technically in eighth, she's still in eighth grade. Got it. And so we were always just, I think, too far apart to really understand each other. So when I'm in high school, um, I'm dating, and then when she wants to hang out, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriend. You know, and then same thing happens for her. She's a senior in high school dating and I'm in college wanting to bring her, you know, even though I'm, I'm dating, it's like, I want to be more part of your life, just different planes, but she gets into college and everything changes. Of course. Yes. Like we just understand each other. Cool, right? Yeah. It was really cool. And then I understand, like I understood a lot better, like, dang, it's kind of just thinking about my needs first and like what's better for me at that time. And that's growing up. Yeah. You know, so. did, you go, did you go to church growing up? We did, but we were probably the, the definition of back row Baptists. Okay. I think we even sat in the back row. Define back row Baptist. Like we would show up. We knew everybody would give our haze, you know, do our, our, our rounds. And then we're out of there. We wouldn't see, we'd see you next Sunday. Same time. So not really engaged, Mm-mm. but present. Yeah, but present. And then I would say our main, the main time we spent worshiping, involved in, in our in our faith was Sunday. How did the Lord capture your heart? It was really through college, and Lord had a, an incredible plan because when I was getting recruited for cross country and track, I ran college cross country and track. I wanted to go far. My mom being a teacher and a homebody, like, wants me to stay close. And so I kind of gave in. So when North Greenville called, they had a pretty solid team. Great school, yeah. Great school. Great school. North Greenville University. Mm -hmm. I I just loved it. The transition was great. But I was doing a lot of things that I think my mom had a big influence on. Like, I I wanted to be a teacher. So I started my first two years in Spanish education. Found out really quickly my sophomore year, Spanish was not it. Taco. No, senor. No, hablo. That's about where I am now. No, senor. Burrito. Taco suelo de pollo. Go ahead. Sorry. So no Spanish. Was that Spanish? (laughs) Shut your mouth. Um, No sarcasm for you. You you Had the Lord capture your heart. Yeah, yeah. And then sophomore year, I was trying to do literally everything. I was running, at this point in time, upwards up to like 80 miles a week. I was trying to be a full-time student. I also had a job on campus and then was kind of still trying to figure myself out. I had this newfound freedom, so I would kind of go over here and try this. I would party a little bit over here. And so with all that, I was just doing too much. And the Lord kind of slowed me down in uh, a crazy way. Um, I just got really sick for a while, just like back-to-back sicknesses. 
and uh, started falling asleep in class. It was crazy. Like one night I was working on a paper and fell asleep in the library at nine o'clock, woke up at 12 with the librarian like, like saying, hey, you need to leave. I need to go home. <laughs> uh, and so crazy. But I was on a long run one day and and you guys got to think about this. I'm running 16 miles most of the time for my long runs. It's mm. about close to two hours on a given day. You have a lot of time to think. Mm. And so we had kind of separated our pack, like a, a, just the whole entire cross-country team. And at five miles, I just stopped. I just like had been thinking so much. I had so many thoughts going through my head. I was exhausted. Couldn't even run five miles for a college athlete. And I just got so frustrated. I screamed on like a public, like public railroad, like like trail system. I'm visualizing this right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to give you all the details. There you go. And then I come back. I had taken a couple more breaks and a really good friend of mine. And uh, she knows this. I've told her this so many times. Her name's Mary Claire was just so kind to me all the time. And at this point I was like, you know, I'm a Christian for sure. And I truly believed, you know, I was saved and knew the gospel, but where God really took my heart was when she said to me like, Hey Clay, you've been talking to me about all the stuff that's going on. Have you prayed about your situation? You know, have you started there? And I said, I feel like I should be able to do this to fix this situation on my own. And I recognized that a a personal relationship with Jesus wasn't really there. And so that night everything changed Wow! because I said, I just, I just felt all of it. I just felt the weight of my sin. I just felt like how alone it was and how I knew the Christian walk was not supposed to be like that. Okay, this is amazing because our podcast listeners are listening to this right it's now. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm mesmerized. Well, Seriously. It, right, because like the average Christian feels like they're not useful to God. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're not doing anything special for God. They, they feel like they're not measuring up. There's so much more they can do. And you just told a story about how God captured your heart, and he used a simple question that a friend of yours asked you. Have you prayed about this? Mm -hmm. I'm so fired up because I'm like, what question could you ask somebody today and then hear the voice of the Lord to your question? Wow. So everything Mm -hmm. changed that night. Uh, Let's go back a little bit. Let's put this in context because we Mm -hmm. say context is king here. That's right. North Greenville University is a Christian college, correct? Mm -hmm. So, you know, here you are. Running so, Southern Baptist affiliate too. Yeah, going to, you're going to chapel. Oh yeah, two two times a week, Monday, Wednesday. And you have you have thoughts and feelings about that. We know this. Yeah, yeah. right. But you're going to chapel, mm-hmm. so you're hearing amazing preachers preach every week. Oh yeah, and they're bringing people in, yeah. like across the country. Right, like, right. Big from, name speakers, mm-hmm. the best of the best, preaching the word. Mm-hmm. And that ain't doing it yet. Mm-mm. No, that's my point here. Yeah. You know, Eric Malloy, he attended North Greenville. That's why he's always so mm-hmm. excited about Real Life Fort Campbell pastor. Yeah. Real Life Fort Campbell pastor. That's right. Centrifuge. Did you ever go to North Greenville? No, but our but our church did. I did. Mm-hmm. I went twice. Cool. Oh, Centrifuge. Wow. Oh, yeah. I was wow, in the, when was that? I was in the quads. It was like in the 70s. Shut your mouth. I was in the quads like to the left past the big building on the right, like all the way down the hill at the bottom. That's where I stayed twice. The quads. Oh, wow. But so you're at a Christian college. You were on scholarship for cross country. And it was second or third year? It was the middle of my sophomore year, so second Second year. year found Jesus. Isn't that great? Come on, I love it. Oh, that's it. a great story, man. Yes. Now, every story's great, but this— What's, what's like, don't give up on anybody, because right. he was in church growing up, and don't hearing assume, the gospel. And don't assume on anybody. Yes. Yeah, that's don't assume right. just because they're there. That's right. Just because somebody professes that's to right. be a Christian, right? Like, I mean, Clay would have acknowledged, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Christian. Jesus said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me, right? So you said Ephesians 4.29, you're bashed my sarcasm, but but part of that is, listen, talk past the superficial talk. Hey, we're at Real Life Church, yeah. so when we're talking on Sunday, it's it's hard, but sometimes maybe just stop and say, how yeah. is your life? What yeah. are you struggling with? How can I pray? What can we do? Yeah. Instead of just saying, hey, 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 what's up? Did you have a good time? Freddie did a good job. Yeah. Love those boots. We're moving on. Yeah. Really, once you ask some questions, you know, well, get away with somebody for what like, is God doing in your life today? Mm-hmm. That's right. We we're talking about that yesterday. Yes, um, and I don't really like the word normalize. Yeah, but like let's normalize talking and having those yeah, conversations yeah. because it was her kindness, just yeah. her stepping out and saying that to me, that changed everything. Yeah. Well, I love the tenderness of her question because mm-hmm. she could have been like, she could have. She could have given a rebuke and said she gave a question. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm sure support afterwards. All right, so we're going to travel on with your story here. So you were captured by God. 
you were you were transformed, justified, as we would say. What's the next steps? You were everything kind of, starts changing. Yeah, pick us up from there. So from here, a lot of things happen, but I'll I'll condense it. I knew uh, through just some really like um, helpful advice from friends that I need to get plugged into the local church yes. immediately. Yes. And so what I had kind of stopped going to my old church because it was like 45 minutes away. And so I started, I began working with my family to find somewhere that we could go that wasn't going to be outrageous for the both of us. So we knew a family called the Blackwoods, great family, love them. Um, and that was kind of like our connecting piece for Lifesong Church in Lyman. It was 25 minutes, 30 minutes for me, like 20 minutes for my family. And so we started going there and to make a long story even shorter, uh, I, the, the youth pastor just called me out and he said, I just see something in you. I don't know if you see it in yourself, Beautiful. but I want you to start coming and meeting with us on Wednesdays. Yes. You can just start come hanging out. And then from hanging out, I started learning more and more. And, and you got to remember, this was during COVID. Discipleship is more caught than taught. One more time, please. I Discipleship like is more caught quote, than quote. taught. That so was, over time, I oh, come on, you guys. You. I just overtalked you. Go ahead, say it again. Uh, discipleship's more caught than taught. Okay. Love so he's good. like, hey, come gotcha. hang mm-hmm. out. And you're like, Something's, something's lighting up in me. It's almost like Jesus did that. Come on. But, Come on. So we start doing that, and then COVID happens, but I'm, I'm so on fire. Like, I am, I'm ready. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, small groups are almost there. So I start leading small groups on Zoom. And which small was groups being high school or college? High school, okay. high school age. And not at first, right? I'm, I'm following my friend, best friend, who's going to be in my wedding, Kiefer. And Sutherland? We, Sutherland? You beat me to it. Sorry. Jinx. Jinx. He doesn't know who Kiefer okay. Sutherland is. You me to go. No. His name's Kiefer, Kiefer Mendoza. He's our worship leader. And we just automatically connected. He's one of those guys that just took me under his wing. And we start meeting after every small group, just talking about like, hey, what could I have said here? Yeah. Or hey, what, what could I have done? And so that even blossoms into, okay, now I start taking maybe an internship role yeah. and a coaching role. And it, all, and it all came to this point where I went to summer camp for the first time. You know how students are always loving. Like, yeah, man. I feel like I feel like D now here. You had never been to camp before. Never. Really. Never. Look at that. Because my high school life, yeah. and this is where I think my testi- testimony connects a lot, yeah. really well with students, yep. is yep. that I just got so busy. Yep. 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 People started pushing me. You want to go to college and run? You better be yep. running every right. single day. Right. Right. And then, oh, I need money for gas. I need money for things. Right. right? Then right. you work, and then where's time for? That's right. For to to meet with the local church. Yeah. So going back, we we going to camp and I get the opportunity to lead a small group and they entrusted me with that. And I have incredible conversations. And I, and I say this all the time too, like leaders don't like our leaders should not go into camp thinking this is just for the students. Like I believe that the yeah. Lord is going to powerfully do something through them as well. And that's I think a word that's what right happened. There. I had a conversation with a student who was very quiet in my group. Turns out he was the, we were partnering with another church doing camp and he was the student pastor's son. And we, got to talking and he asked if I could have a conversation with him um, that I didn't think we were going to get into. Like I just assumed he was saved. Turns out we talk about it. That's not the case. So we have just this really intimate conversation where his story looked so much like mine, high school athlete, right? Like we, we just uh, on so many levels were the same and he gets saved that night. You lead him to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Come on. Baptize him in a public pool that Sweet. we were staying at. Sweet. It was incredible, but that even then, that's when I didn't think that ministry was for me because oh, yeah. I'd always heard like Clay, if you if you're thinking about ministry, you need to really know that you know that you know because it is so difficult. And so, who told you that? My, I think it was my youth pastor. I think it was Rob. And I'm thinking about it, and then I have just s- incredible moments that I'll never forget with Kiefer, with other guys like Sam. And Rob, we're we're just they're coming up to me because they just know this is such a big moment for yeah. me, yeah. And just affirming me that Clay, this would be, I mean, we see these giftings in you, yeah. And so from then on, I can't get it out of my head. I so I continue to pray about it and pray about it. Like Clay, imagine yourself as an astronaut. Imagine yourself as a teacher. Exactly what you're doing now. Just imagine yourself doing something else, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so. Prayed about it for about a month, switched my major, and I said, I don't know how long this is going to take, how off course this is going to put me, but I want to be a student pastor. That's Sweet. what I'm called to do. So you just graduated this December with a degree in student ministry. Mm-hmm. When did you meet your bride-to-be, Millie? Mm. 
So I met her freshman year, and this is where the Lord can do some really incredible things. So saying, I said I met her freshman year. No, I meant the Lord can do incredible things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. <laughs> that That's would good. be an underscore, but yeah. moving on. But this is what happened. So Clay freshman year, very selfish. Everybody knew that on campus, that uh, Clay is going to talk about himself if, if he has a conversation with you. And Millie, uh, we met freshman year, but she did not like me at all. Because she knew that I was going to talk about myself, right? It was all about Clay. It was Clay's world. And so freshman year, if I was going somewhere, she would find out, make sure where she knew where I was going, and then she would go somewhere else. I want to be around that guy. <laughs> yeah. And so when everything happens, this is what's so incredible about Millie, is when everything happens right that night, I begin getting plugged into the local church. She noticed that there's a difference in me, and she goes, all right, tell me. Spill, spill it. What's happening? And she listened to me just just dump it all on her. She's such an incredible listener. And she was asking so like, she was just asking incredible questions. And sharp, made me sharp woman. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm out punting my coverage for sure. And you're getting married to this uh, out punt. Out next, punt. Out next month. How many days, Clay? How many days? 19. 19, 19 days from sure today, 18, you're getting married. 18, 19 days. Woo! She would appreciate that, too. Going to that. the Not chapel. That. So you're going to get married in... Orlando. Orlando. Mm-hmm. That's Woo-hoo! where you're going to Orlando. Oh, Clay! <laughs> Orlando. Because our honeymoon's in uh, Disney. <laughs> good, good. Clay and Millie! <laughs> oh, my gosh. There he goes. Uh, now I'll be calling her Minnie now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I will not mess up your name, Millie. Um, Congratulations. Right. This is amazing. You mm-hmm. guys started dating? We started dating September, no, October 1st. Did you ask her out? I did. What was your first date? Our first date... Can't remember. It's no, no, it's 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 hard. Because Do you debate as to whether or not it was a date? No, it was a date. We COVID happened. Yeah. We had started talking, and we had been on some dates. But then COVID happened. She lives in Minnesota. Background context: context is key. Minnesota. So she goes back to Minnesota. I'm in South Carolina. We don't really know how to make it work. Yeah. We don't. It's a pandemic. How long are we going to be? Yep. On the phone. Right. We come back in August. You know, with masks at at school. Can't kiss. And and we can't kiss, yeah. And so our first date actually is a uh, drive-in movie. Okay. I would say, because then we date probably a month later after nice, that. Nice, nice. When did you propose? When did I propose? July 15th. Yeah. 2022. I didn't think she was going to know. It was after I got done doing a discipleship program with the Austin Stone. Yeah. Um, And it was the day I got done, and I asked her, hey, I haven't seen you you know, consistently in a little bit, let's go do something fancy. So we did a progressive dinner. Oh, fun. Yeah. Where we went and got some drinks. We got and did some, we did appetizers, entrees, and then dessert back at our host home family house that we were staying at. So cool. That mm-hmm. was, was that in, in Austin? In Austin. Oh, nice. Good eats in Austin. Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I miss the Austin connects. We're, 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 we're. I'm sorry. It's a crazy long story. She got an internship to oh. finish her uh, undergrad off at North Greenville. That's where we met because she was a pole vaulter. All-American pole vaulter. Yeah, that's right. All-American pole vaulter. She's insane. Um, Google Millie Clefsas. How do you spell her last name? Um, did, I, did I pronounce her last name correctly? Clefsas. Clefsas, thank you. K-L-E-F-S-A-A-S. Just like it sounds. This is, re- this is getting to, me a lot of brownie points, guys. You, you I just want re- you to know You have to rewind the podcast. It's a good thing you told me to ask you all this, Clay. Um, all these things about Millie. So she's a pole vaulter. We got to have Millie Jonathan, there are some amazing photos on her Instagram. That's just crazy. Yeah, you have to ask Millie. Gymnastics background. We need to have Millie on the podcast sometime time because yeah, all-american pole vaulter that's pole pretty awesome vaulter, yes. okay so she's in austin pole vaulting so she gets an internship <laughs> from yeah. at north greenville yeah. to, down in austin yeah and so in between there too she does that to graduate her undergrad mm-hmm. with with her undergrad but with covid you get an extra year of eligibility hey. so she goes down to baltimore where she's about to complete her master's degree in communication to do one year of uh, pole vaulting uh, and at d1 it was yeah. the D1 level, so. So cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, JB. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm just trying to catch up. If podcast listeners are trying to catch up, I'm good, too. But you you proposed in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. How long did you go down there for? This summer? to I went for the entire summer. Okay, okay in so, Austin. Mm-hmm. Yep, gotcha. Okay, that's fine. Because we were just in San Antonio last yeah. March, and I rode a horse. Uh, 
I'm sorry. I it's all about no, me. Wow. I mean, it's not I just all about Clay. Done. It's all about me. Oh, come on. We, we got other things to catch up on. I'm a horse rider, brother. Uh, but we didn't make up to Austin. Always wanted to go to Austin. It's really uh, nice. Okay, so got married, got engaged July in Austin. You it's then a, it's went a crazy back. story. It's a really crazy story, and it's hard to explain. And take short Clay of time. to dinner, and he'll tell you the Can't story. Wait. He and M- M- Millie. I'll I'll, uh, I'll allow JV to take me to dinner. And he can say my name right <laughs> consistently. So Millie is where is she right now? I mean, not physically today, but like, is she in Baltimore now? She's in Austin now. Okay, like she, I said, so so it's she went for a short time. She went for the summer Got after it. she graduated. Okay, quote unquote, because she graduated in the summer Got with you. her undergrad, mm-hmm. and then she went to Baltimore. Yep. For a year. Yep. And then came back to Austin because I'm still in school. Got it. And uh, she was making, you know, full-time money. Okay. So she so she has a job in Austin. Full-time oh. job. She'll actually be here this weekend. Okay. That's so great. Exciting. And yeah. so she's quit her job to move up to Clark's Vegas. Yeah, she she is. So she's moving stuff this weekend and going to go back because they're really understaffed right now at the gym. And she's going to go back for a week. And okay. then she's going to fly to Orlando for our wedding and that's where we're going to meet up and then we'll both come back together all right so podcast listeners don't miss this spread the word this saturday clay and millie want to meet you at the downtown commons at what time clay two to four two to four downtown commons downtown commons is downtown and it's the kind of astroturf everybody knows where that is i don't know Uh, i didn't know where that was i don't know just i was there yesterday actually google it daniel does not know where the downtown Downtown commons is is downtown right across from the mail room right next to the bus station between Second and third. It's right across the street from the mailroom. Mail right across the street from the Presbyterian Church. Second and third it's street. Kind yep. of the right. Kind of it's a astro, from the astro turfy square downtown. Yeah. So anyway, so that's down two to four this Sunday. Millie and Clay yes. will be there to answer any and all questions. Okay, and, and meet she bring yeah, the pole vault. She should she, pole vault. Come meet. <laughs> come meet him <laughs> and tell Clay your favorite name that he has. Ooh, Bobby. Yeah. Okay, Bobby Clyde. Clyde. All right. Clyde, all right. Clyde, Clyde, Clyde. Uh, okay, go ahead. No, Jimmy. no, you're good. Well, okay, so, uh, so you guys get engaged. You're falling in love. You're looking toward marriage. You know, you're graduating, and now you're okay. I'm going to pursue this calling. Mm-hmm. God's called me to ministry. I'm going to pursue this calling. Mm-hmm. So you begin to talk to churches. You begin to turn some churches down. Mm-hmm. We get connected. Crazy connection too, right? And then. So we had we had been searching. Okay, can I? I mean, let me oh, lean yeah. in a little bit. Lean so in. I was part of a lot of t- associate pastor searches, searches, yes. and then also a little bit of the youth pastor, yes, student pastor, yes. And uh, it's just not easy. It is not easy. It, it's grueling, actually. It can be if you've ever had to try to hire anybody for any position, but yes. much less, yes, you know, a minister position, yes. And so you have been well prayed over, and you didn't even know it. Yeah, Clay. Yeah, it was it, was. it was a really quick turnover. For when we got connected, because I feel like I had found out about Real Life Church and the connection, and then it was like, hey, you want to jump on a Zoom on Thursday? And I'm like still kind of in the middle of classes and everything, but then that, that Zoom call happens, and I'm 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 not trying to make Freddie T's head big, oh my bigger, gosh. but Boots are loud enough. I'm I'm like blown away. I'm blown away, and I'm like, yeah, we need to we need had to. Had you listened to Zoom the podcast call. before the Zoom call? Uh, I've been a active podcast listener in all a long time, but as For soon as I life. found out about real life, I started listening to the podcast. Before the Zoom call. And you still want to come here? No, no, no. Not before the Zoom oh, okay, call. Good. Not That's before right. the Zoom call. I'm just giving you... Hey, listen, I got to deflate it a little bit there, Fred. So just, just keep God it God give me COVID again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so all right, keep on going. Sorry, I, so y'all had yeah. a great Zoom call. If that statement just threw you into a theological crisis, call me. We can talk. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Zoom, Zoom call it went well. You said, and then you just you knew it. I, we just we just connected, and if I, I was just like, I just need one more conversation, and then one more conversation led to which I thought this was really cool. I got to have a, a Zoom call, and Tim was kind of the one you know leading it, but with their adult leaders. And I just saw the passion that these adult leaders have for their students and how they just wanted someone to lead, to teach them, to invest in them. And it was kind of hard after that to, I kind of just kept on, you, you'll find this out about me if you get to learn about me. Once I got something on my mind, it's hard for me to, to get off track. Yeah, dude, get, get on it like a hornet. Really That's quickly. a leader right there. Is this the Zoom call? Which Friday which? morning men's group? Uh, that was uh, one of them. No, yeah, no, okay, not okay. the one. We had one. Yeah, yeah I guess and we were in this room, Clay. Oh, this when, is the room. Yeah, when, so when, that was the one you said. 
Yeah, this yeah, is who I want to have to interview you. That's yeah, that's right. That's exactly that right. Him? So I was zooming with you one morning, and I was in community group in this room that we're in, and there's like eight guys. So when you call, I just immediately put the camera on those guys, and I'm like, "All right, Clay, these guys are gonna <laughs> interview you." That's right. And so this was Claude that was doing. That this. was that very first morning. That's that was, what I'm that was and our you did first Zoom. Zoom. And Zoom called. Clay's in the mind's room. blown because yeah, he's like, he literally has his hands on this. This is your full circle. Right yeah. We're he- I'm here now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy, I don't know the guy. We don't. Say I was things. in this room the first time you saw me. And the guy like, that put y'all together, you were like doing it, and you know Fred, he can just do it. Oh yeah. And the guy was like. Okay, I think that will freak him out. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, to lose a, how to lose a student minister really quickly. Yeah, don't do that first time. Um, okay, uh, but this this was, so this was really, so my experience, I did not know you were feeling all these things, right? Mm. You know, you kind of keep cards close to your chest, you know, and, and uh, um, but one reality that was going on is you were being courted by another church in Minnesota as well. Mm, Minnesota. And Minnesota happens to be the home state of your wife. Mm-hmm. And so we really had no idea. We interviewed one guy and, um, this guy was a great guy. Daniel's over there laughing. Um, we interviewed him right here in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, great guy, great guy. Uh, and would have done a great job and we liked him. And, um, he was at the same time being courted by another church. And, uh, the morning, I guess it was the morning he was down there interviewing with them. Um, I pulled up their like their website and their worship just to see what it was like. And they literally had handbells in their Sunday morning yes. worship service. Old handbells. So I thought, I, I just thought, well, this is in the bag. There's no way he's going to a church that has handbells on Sunday morning. We have to bring handbells back. You know, Jonathan, you can lead the team. Oh my and, gosh, um, that's so great. Handbells. And, uh, and, 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 and God had a better plan for them and for us. And he went to the handbell church and it opened up things. No, 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 no. He's, he's killing. I just saw a picture of their disciple now and left him a little comment. He's doing great. Um, but God definitely had a better plan for us and for them. And so you, you were the next guy we connect with. And, um, we did what, what's so amazing is what a great fit you are with real life it's just so natural and chemistry mm-hmm. is such a it's a, chemistry and culture is such a big deal and it's the secret sauce that makes mm-hmm. teams healthy and makes teams work and um but one of the things that was wild to me is like whenever i meet somebody new i always do the mutual facebook friends mm-hmm. and i got on millie's facebook oh yeah 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 I, I, and i was like oh my gosh yeah we've got a mutual facebook friend and then it was like Oh my gosh, she's living with them. Yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us that little piece. So, Andy and Jen, if I can, if I get this correctly, which I'm probably not going to, but we're really good friends with Millie's family, and I think it was even Andy was uh, Millie's student pastor. Yeah, wow. growing up. Wow. And so he has this incredible college ministry now. Andy that, Abramson. And, yeah, Andy Abramson. It's called uh, Elementum. This is not uh, an ad, by the way. Just yeah. really great yeah, yeah. The things he's that he does. Yeah. And so he's he moved to Austin. It's kind of like his home base now. And when she was looking at places for the internship to go, one of the things was, oh, oh my gosh, it's going to cost a lot to go live by myself at some random place so I can get this credit. So she talks to them. They're like, yeah, they they they're an incredible family. Love to host, and their house is amazing. What I kind of just like know, the Samuels. What I don't know, and now I have to figure it out, is Andy and Jen Abramson were really, 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 really good friends with Paul Ramey, one of my good buddies in Portland, Oregon. Who yeah, followed you yeah, they they kind right. of traveled everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some sort of mashup there. But when years ago, when I was at passion conferences, um, Andy and Jen tracked me down because mm-hmm. they knew I was close friends with Paul. And I literally, when we were interviewing you, I go back into my Gmail and I'm like, I've got to have a phone number or an email for them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't talked to them in years mm-hmm. and I search it. And then up comes this email where Jen was trying to find me at passion. And I was telling her like, and you know, it's like Gmail for the winds, like, you know, 10 years ago, email, you know, anyways. So I thought, okay, okay. It's, it's probably as, as important what Millie feels as what Clay feels in this whole deal. Cause they're about to get married. This is good. This is this is a good connection, and I have no idea if that factored into anything for you guys at all or not. That like you know this church isn't a total stranger, but either way, but here's the deal: 
the day we were the day we were supposed to hear back from you noon rolls around yeah and i haven't heard from you and there was a funeral and you were yeah. there with your beloved wife yeah. wife to be and um but even so i thought if he's got good news he's going to call me before noon mm. and noon passed and i was like crap and then I like two o'clock rolled around crap three o'clock four so like five o'clock the phone rings and even the tone of your voice like it just felt like i don't have good news for you so i'm going just just tell just hurry up clay just tell me you're not coming just hurry up tell me you're not coming and you're like i think i think the lord's leading us to come to real life and i'm like say it again but say it again but it's like yes and man we're so we're so thrilled you're here yeah. well the funny thing is i think that's why i was a little bit lower tone of voices because i had just told the oh. minnesota church oh and i was like dang that was really hard you but just this is gonna be fun them. right like i get to say yes to real life yeah. so um all the emotions another time on another part uh, maybe another podcast i think we should talk about the interview day the interview day yeah yeah i don't know I, give us a little teaser what what well you know that sunday morning the message you you preach. Okay. What was and it? And at the, at the end. No, I mean, I have no idea what message I preach. What did I preach? Well, you, do you I remember mean, at the end where you were talking, I don't know if it was about your grandmother or oh, someone in your family yeah. that was kind I of. I talked about my grandmother having Alzheimer's. Battling with the same thing yeah. that Millie's grandmother. Well, I had no idea Millie's grandmother yeah. was. And yeah. Or grandfather was, was grandfather, dealing right? with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so we're, we're both super That's emotional. Right. We, we were in the city forum in the mm -hmm. bowling section, yeah. like kind of talking like, like, are you okay? Like we were kind of talking through some of our emotions. We knew that we were going to be interviewing right. together later that afternoon. He was so sick. He was near death. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in the interview, yeah. and we had we'd been praying about a lot of things. We've been praying about clarity, which the whole entire weekend, uh, shout out to your leaders. If you're listening to the, this podcast, because they're incredible yes, with the way are. that they're structuring this. But, um, we were playing for clarity. We saw that that weekend, but we are also praying for, I'm six hours away for more context and then millie would be 14 and millie from also from family yeah, clarksville would be that distance yeah yeah and she has not been able to consistently see her family for like four years yeah and me i love my family but i never i knew i was never gonna live in greenville it just was i just never had any peace about it and so when we get in that interview i asked 20 minutes before millie's grandfather passes away in the interview oh wow how are you going to mm. be family for us as a church, as leadership. And then we saw it happen right after it yeah, happened. I remember that because it was such a hard question because I'm like, well, that's exactly what we are. Mm -hmm. So it was, so, it was hard to answer because it was like, it's so it's like a fish in water, you know, that doesn't even know it. Like we just, it was like, that's what we are. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. And you guys get the news that our grandfather passes and what we were not aware of the condition. Well, we were not aware that how we responded in that moment was that significant oh, to you. No, it was. Because more context, I'm 23 now. I have been living with my parents because I was always staying at North Greenville on campus. So I'd kind of felt a little freedom. But you're in a dorm room. Like how much freedom really is that? And, you know, still uh, attached to my parents and everything when it comes to like, you know, uh, insurance bills, all, all the that. Things, yeah. And so this was, okay, I'm going to move away six hours. Parents aren't going to be here when you got a flat tire, right? Right. Or, or whatever, but same thing for Millie. And we're just starting something major, like, like, like getting married. And, and I know that these things are going to come up. Yeah. How, how can we be supporting? And, you know? and so she got the news that her grandfather died and we cared for her in the moment. We stopped the interview. Mm -hmm. and just, well, at her, that point, we had, we had been going space. through the interview for right. a little bit now, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like just the way that y'all responded. So cool, man. It was, it was just exactly what we needed and, <sighs> so good. and just getting to go to golly geez after that and getting to, you know, check out the future of real life, check out the land for the first time. I think it's just exactly what we needed just to hang out and have conversation. So what you're good. saying, I, I'm really am I'm completely. So if you've never been in the lounge, it's just. It's just, I'm, I'm like, what, four feet from you? It's just mm -hmm. really a mesmerizing story. I mean this genuinely. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing all this, and what you're really concerned is, are, are, do you matter, and are you going to be valued? Are you going to be family here? Mm -hmm. And the first time on the podcast, I screw his name up. Check it out. <laughs> 
Shake it off. <laughs> now I've got to. Shake it now off. I'm just sitting here like, oh Bobby. my golly. Tea. Well, what's it's wild, Clay's through that whole process. You know, we're we're trying to assess what's going on. You know, because we're in an interview process, right? Mm-hmm. And we're just assuming that, like, with the death of Millie's grandfather, it's only heightening the emotions of wanting to be close to family. Mm-hmm. So we just, I we just thought, yeah, this isn't happening. And God, God mm-hmm. was writing His story, you know. Mm-hmm. And we can't, you can't always, you know, you can you don't always know what God's doing, you know. So we're mm-hmm. so excited, so thankful you're here. Um, you you're gonna you're gonna leave and head to Orlando and get married mm-hmm. in let you head down there in less than 19 days. We get married 19 days. Mm-hmm. Got a honeymoon? Where y'all honeymooning? You got a honeymoon? Disney, Disney, Disney. and then uh, mm-hmm. and then you'll return here with your bride. Yeah, on the 12th, and that that week is gonna be incredible. It's gonna be busy because D now D now, and then I think I teach or preach. Oh on, yeah, the weekend uh, of D now. That's right, Sunday. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be busy. Um, and then um, and then your house hunting. You're looking yeah. for a place to live. Yeah. Diana and Scott have been really kind to allow us to stay there, but that will definitely not be permanent. So good. So, so we're so if you didn't know who Clay was, I hope you got a little I did. I didn't know anything about Clay other than his name was Clay. Um That was three so, times in a row. Just we'll see that. I said, that? I'm trying to say it over and over. Robert Clay. R- Robert Clyde now, Robbie Clyde. Uh, anyway, and Millie. Uh, but Clay and Millie got to know a little bit about about both of you a little bit from what you've told about Millie. Um hey, podcast listener you see this guy give him a big hug he loves hugs i gave him first i gave him a hug two weeks ago and gave him another hug this week uh and you know if you're worried about hugging just give him a well and pray and and just pray for the development you know clay's got a lot ahead you know he's chomping at the bit we're pulling the reins back it's always better to do than having to light some you know light a match on somebody and and um um, we want we want we want it to be a long arc of ministry of fruitful ministry for clay and millie so pray for them what else were you going to say, Jerry? No, that's it. I yeah, was just yeah. going to say, hey, make, make him feel family. He just said yeah. it. Uh, one of the reasons he came is because he feels like family here. Let's so. come back with rapid fire. Real Final rapid session. Fire on rapid the, fire on the sermon. That's right. And maybe, yeah, I'll, I'm going to shoot some questions. I, I, really, I want to say it again. I told you before. Uh, listen, I don't ever inflate his head. But you, you're back on the stage. We talked about it a little ahead of time. But just really, uh, I'm going to save it. Be right back. Can't wait. Come back to the podcast. See you in a second. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. But man, don't we have a lot of excuses for why we don't honor the Lord with our money? You know, ministry takes money. And when you give, God's work is propelled forward. I want to ask you to pray today. Pray and ask God to strengthen your faith, to deepen your resolve, to invest in His work, in His ministry, Worship the Lord today through your giving. Make a sacrifice. Set up recurring giving so that even when you can't be present at church, your gift is present. Simply text MISSION to 97000 to set up giving today. Don't hold back. Don't wait. Give to the Lord. All right, so you were back on the stage this week, Fred. Um, I like to say back in the pulpit. Yeah, yeah, back on back on with your stool and stuff. Pulpit, yeah. Whatever. Back behind the Just sacred let it go. desk. No handbells. But we don't have a pulpit. Didn't have handbells either this week. That's right. But in all seriousness, I know we're trying to wrap this up. I'm, I'm just going to say that um, I, I talked about your delivery and all that. We're not going to talk about that this morning on the podcast. But what you said and what you're willing to step out and say to a, I think we're past kind of a church plant, but we're still kind of church planting. But I mean, you could have really just offended some folks, and man, you did it in such a wise and gracious way. And let me, let me say, like, what what, what, what what am I talking about? So this whole diversity thing, you know, everybody wants everybody on the same page. Yeah, and 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 I think what you did through God's word, through Ephesians four, it was saying we can be on the same woven page and all of us look and think and feel differently yeah. and that some things are really important theologically to some people, but the triage thing was just beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's good. Just how you can prioritize the gospel, the Trinity, and no, you didn't give the sheet at the end of the, at the sermon of these things, or you can't be part of here, but the, the, the important stuff's the important stuff. 
but let's keep the plain thing, as Alistair Begg would say, let's keep the plain thing the main thing here, and that God has brought us together in this congregation or group or church, and he's woven us in complete diversity and a unified mouthpiece living and talking about him for his glory. Amen. No, I, I want you to kind of talk about how you came up with the triage thing. I mean, it's just beautiful. Yeah, well, I'm... It's a little bloody to think about, but it's really, really cool. Well, you're super encouraging. Uh, I, you know, uh, Dr. Albert Moeller coined the phrase theological triage, and um, and every wise theologian grabbed hold of it, you know, and it's like, yes, that is what we need in churches to navigate these complex doctrines and know how do we how do we how do we hold to these you know and how do we so yes yeah, so it's really helpful uh dane ortland has written i believe it's dane uh uh has written a book around the title doctrines ah uh, what's it just google it but the uh, the subtitle of the book is a case for theological triage yeah uh and uh so he's written a little more extensively on this idea um I need to read more. Apparently, yeah, JV. I was just, yeah, just sticking. I just, you know, just trying to stick with the text, you know. And I, oh, you could have circled around that text and not gone where you went. And I think where you went is where you needed to go. Yeah, good. You need to go right at we're gonna be different. Yeah, and you're not gonna maybe even like to hear some things, or you don't like the way they sit or stick. But it does not make a difference. You've got to make the plain thing the main thing here, and that is yeah. that we have been brought together by the hand of God yeah. to be woven together yeah. as a unified group yeah for one one purpose well jesus you know the one thing that jesus kept reinforcing in all of his teaching is the urgency of his mission and you know he's like i mean he told his disciples you're gonna be hated you're gonna be persecuted some of you're gonna lose your life and in losing your life you're gonna find it mm. he said things like in john 9 4 night is coming clay night night night, <laughs> night is coming when no man can work K and I G H T. I guess tonight. Go ahead. We must work the works of Him who sent me. That's right. Uh, while it is still day, so so Jesus was just always breathing this urgency into His mission. And the reality is that if we don't have a wise way of navigating our theological differences in a local church, it'll it'll totally hijack us from the mission. And then the mission, the next thing you know, we wouldn't say it this way, but the the, the mission would be you know, being right over our, my church member on a particular doctrine. And we've totally missed the reality that God's put us in the world to reach the world, to, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And, you know, and uh, sound doctrine is really, really, really important. That's why Paul said, pay close attention to it and persist in this, for by doing so you'll save your life and your hearers. So we're not saying that doctrine's not important. We're just saying let's hold our doctrines with emotional maturity and wisdom in such a way that we don't allow them to unnecessarily divide us so that we can stay focused on the mission that Jesus entrusted to us. So you may have introduced me, but I've said on multiple times on this podcast about The Chosen. It's an app. You go download it. And and so what has been intriguing on season three? The, cho- the chosen is an artistic rendition, mm-hmm. telling the story of Christ not a not from a verbatim perspective Correct. from the scripture, but from a dramatic perspective, and it's very very moving. It, it's very moving, and and so what I what I like about it. Um, by the way, every time I pray, I think about I think about Jonathan Rumi. That's the man that plays Jesus oh, in yeah. the show. Uh, but how he prays when he prays, it is so cool. I'm sorry, I'm on a little tangent here, but so cool because when he when he prays, you actually see. Jesus, God in man form, praying to his father, and it's just like me talking to my dad when he was living. Wow. I'm looking emotional. Anyway, but what you see of the 12 that he called, yeah, they're so diverse, diverse backgrounds. Yeah, didn't even yeah. like each other, at least yeah. according to the show, but probably, right, right, probably right, accurate. Right, right. They, didn't like, they didn't like who they were. You got the zealot. You got the tax collector. You got the fisherman. You yeah. got these guys. And, and none of them, like, they really didn't even like it. They didn't want to go with each other on these little, little jaunts and how they're coming together. Because they see the man, Jesus, and what his mission is. And they understand the import of what they were called to do. Yeah. And it wasn't just to declare their identity and what they should be and yeah. who what they should stand for. I really thought you brought it really strong on Sunday. If you did That's not nice. listen to the sermon, you can do it right before this podcast. It's a podcast right before this one. 
or go on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. But I, I think it's worth a listen. Yeah, well, now we got to live it. Now we got to live it, right? That's right. That's right. I, I just to jump in here. No, you jump in. I told Freddie T this on Sunday because it was really refreshing coming, just graduating from a Bible college. That's like the culture of just like throwing out little jokes here and there about what people believe, you know. And and there there was not really a lot of grace when it comes to um, a Presbyterian brother or right or, or talking about you know baptism or, or you know compared to someone else and i i just look at that and i'm like wow we we all should be unified under you know under jesus at the head and and then from that right like th- there there are going to be some differences and i just thought it was super refreshing coming from that culture and and sometimes even getting wrapped in it to wow this is what it looks like to be one body one spirit of one spirit you got you guys know how to encourage your pastor thank you yeah. It was actually genuine this morning. I'm so too. fired up. <laughs> I, I try. I mean, I, I'm here. Boots on the ground finally. So. I'm so fired up. This, this scripture is it's just so rich, and God's truth is so beautiful. His plan for his bride is so beautiful. And uh, and I didn't even parse the word complete or mature. Did no, I? that's I right. Should you, have. Yeah, Do you know up. what that word is? That's teleo. Tell us about it. It is finished. That's what he says. It's finished. Yeah. So one day we will be complete. Yes. We will be mature. We'll be teleoed. But uh, we're still working that way. And I think it was a great, great encouragement, especially for a younger church to hear. When we get 15 years down the road, we need to remember what you talked about this last Sunday was let's not get off on tangents here. Our mission is our mission. And we may disagree about certain things that are not as important, but let's make the important things the important things. So good, man. All right. You yeah. good? Yes. Clay Knight. I'm great. Glad you're here this morning. Bobby. But we're glad you're here, Robbie Clyde. Uh, what movie is that from? I Bobby. I had, I, don't I, had two dorm, uh, I had two friends in college, and they would always yell. Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. Never saw it. How did I not know? And they would yell. I've never seen this movie, but they I've would they would it. yell that down the hallway Bobby. in the dorm. Bobby, Bobby and Timmy. <laughs> there we go. We're gonna do Bobby and Timmy, and we're right uh, beside each other in the office. Clay, uh, love that you're here, brother. Um, love that you're on the podcast. This Let's morning. pray for Clay and Millie as Let's we close. Go yep. Father, we pray in Jesus' name and by your Holy Spirit who lives in us and guides us, comforts us, and convicts us. We thank you for Clay and Millie and bringing them together. We thank you for your call on their life and. Father, we pray you would um, let this these these 19 days leading up to their wedding, let them be filled with joy and not stress. Let them be filled with, with, with peace and not anxiety. And Lord, may their wedding day celebration just be beautiful and perfect in every way. Bless them with a great honeymoon. Give them safe travel to come back. And Father, we pray, give them great favor with the family of God here, with the students with the parents, with the adult leaders, establish the work of their hands for a long and fruitful ministry here. We just give you glory for what you're doing, God. Lord, you're just a, a good God. We are we are in awe of your goodness today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Appreciate you, Fred. Appreciate you, Clay. Hey, uh, come this Sunday. Come see your brothers and sisters. Say an encouraging word to them. Ask a question outside of just what's up. But until then, we'll keep it real. Keep it, Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.